And welcome everyone to another episode of Turner Buckle Talk. I am one of the co-hosts, Matt, and today I am joined again by my wonderful co-host, Slade. Slade, how's it going, buddy? It's going good. Coming off Royal Rumble weekend, my second favorite wrestling weekend of the year. So, want to talk about that a little bit, but it's a good show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Glad to hear you're doing well. Hope everybody that's, that's listening to us is doing well as well. Um, and... I kind of echo your sentiments. I thought it was a really good show. Um, it's my second favorite show as well. Um, or second favorite favorite weekend, you know. Um, yeah. It's, it's one of the pay-per-views, like, I wake up on Sunday morning or the day of, and I'm kind of excited the whole day about it because um, it's kind of like we talked in the last podcast, you know, especially this year. It was kind of wide open, especially in the men's rumble. Is to Oh, yeah. You could sit there and, and conceivably come up with, reasons as to why eight or ten guys win, or if they did win how you could build around that and you know um, that leads to a lot of intrigue and, and, and interest in my opinion absolutely and it was and it, like I said they did a really good job with it um, I didn't I, I my pick obviously was AJ Styles he didn't win but I wasn't like just floored that they picked who they did um and they did a really good job at the end to sort of set you up for that kick in the gut when you think the bad guy's gonna get one over on the good guy and the good guy reverses it and wins which i love oh absolutely yeah I, um i was kind of interested to see how it was going to go like because i i, I kind of figured the same with aj styles like that was kind of my pick and then uh daniel bryan kind of as a secondary pick and then when they got out, I was, you know, it was like, all right, well, which way are they going to go with this? And then when Strowman was 30, I kind of had that thought where I was talking about, you know, in the, in the last episode, like, man, they, they could do it with him. Like, it would make sense. He's number 30. He doesn't have to stay in there very long. He can wreck shop and win. And then so I like the way, you know, even even up until the last entrant, there was you kind of weren't sure as to what was going to happen. Um, right. But yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get a little deeper into the Royal Rumble matches themselves. Uh, let's just go ahead and get started. Well, first off, uh, before we get started, I'm gonna do my usual advertisement of our social media. Um, if you're on Facebook or Twitter or both, uh, please like and follow us on both platforms. On Facebook, we are at Buckle Talk, and on Twitter, we are at Turnbuckle P. Um, please, please like and, and follow us on both of those platforms. You'll stay up to date every time we drop a new episode. And um, on the Twitter account, we, we try and live tweet most shows um, when we can. With that being said, we like I said, uh, we're doing the Royal Rumble um, review. Uh, Slade and I both have already said we, you know, we enjoyed the shows. They're really good shows. Um, so let's just start, start at the top. Um, I thought it was very weird on the pre-show. That's got to be Charlotte's first pre-show match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, unless there was one, like, when she very, like, when she was still in NXT and they were doing that little weird thing from time to time where they'd have NXT people come to the main roster and wrestle and then go back to NXT. Yeah, I can't, I can't fathom her being on the pre-show. And, and I, have, I have to feel like that might be the last time for a long time as well that we see her on a pre-show match. But with the way, yeah. you know, uh, uh, with all four of those ladies coming back later for the Royal Rumble match, um, it, it makes, makes sense, sense, you know. Um, 
but yeah, we had Charlotte and Asuka defending their championship, their women's tag team championships against uh, Nia Jack and Shayna Baszler. I'll be honest with you, uh, I did not see the result being what it wound up being. I didn't either. Um, especially with it being on the pre-show. You know, it seemed kind of seemed like a foregone conclusion to me. Uh, yeah, you don't generally see title changes on uh, on the pre-show. Right, and, and, and especially when like Charlotte and Oscar are involved. That's your two top women. Um, yep. You know, you can argue Sasha. Um, but for my taste, Charlotte and, and Oscar are the two top women in that company. Um, but yeah, I, I was kind of confused because unless they're planning on keeping Charlotte and Oscar together for a little bit longer, I figured they would lose the championships in your typical fashion of they start squabbling and then they cost each other the match or something. And that's yeah. to the breakup. Um, yeah. They start squabbling. There's a miscommunication. They lose and then they explode. And then you've got your WrestleMania match for right. the, for Oscar's title. And then um, one, of them, yeah, one of them turns bad and there's your feud. And instead we got a continuation of dear God in heaven, the Lacey, Lacey Evans, Ric Flair, Charlotte storyline, which, Lacey's doing the best she can with what she's got. And she's actually doing a really good job of like, of being that kind of despicable, obviously not, obviously trying to get under Charlotte's head. And Rick is the oblivious person who is being bamboozled because he thinks the girl's pretty, but yeah. And so Lacey, um, so Lacey and Rick come down and Lacey, and Charlotte kicks Lacey and Rick gives Lacey a roll of quarters and Lacey nails Charlotte with the woman's right while Charlotte's bridging with the figure eight. Nile lands a leg drop. One, two, three. Jackson Baszler are now your two-time WWE women's tag team champions. Right. And hopefully, hopefully for, for Shayna and Nia's sake, this helps elevate them. Um, more so personally for Shayna. Um, yes. On my end, um, Naya, I won't really get into her, but Shayna, the, the, the potential is there. Shayna's um, awesome. They need, she needs a mouthpiece though. And I'm not talking about physically because she wears a mouthpiece in the ring, but she needs a Paul Heyman um, or, I or could somebody like that. A Paul Heyman type, or Paul Heyman and her together would be money. Because she could just, basically make her female Brock if you really wanted to. Right. And I mean, I she has that look about her as well. Like she's mm -hmm. not taking anything from anyone. It doesn't matter their size, their gender, both from their, yeah, like, none of that. And but I heard somebody and I forget who it was, it was a while back, and I never picked up on it until they said it. And once they said it, I couldn't not notice it. But it's they were just mentioning how like her voice doesn't match her look, like when she's cutting a she's promo. This is going to sound mean, and I don't mean for it to. She sounds like Nelson Muntz from The Simpsons. The ha-ha, the ha-ha. Yeah. She sounds just like that. It, yeah, it's like very nasally or something. But, yeah. You know, and it, Which, and, and Brock's a, voice doesn't really right. match him either. Right. Like, like his, his best speaking moments are when he says some two or three words, you know, where he's not having to do a promo. 
He's just, yeah. you know, uh, uh, what do you say that time with Paul Hammond? He's like, say something stupid, Paul. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's what he's good at is the random funny. He's stuff. good at that. And he's okay. And, he's, and he and Baze are also pretty good at the, like when you have the sit down where you, you have like the, the pre-match promo where they like talk during it. They're okay. actually pretty good at that. But like when they're in the ring and they're having to go off the cuff, they're not as good. Right, yeah, you give them like those UFC type promos. Yeah, yeah, where they can do that. Where you're like, um, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. It, it, and I also think I'm also of the opinion, and this is why I think Shannon needs a mouthpiece for her. You don't have to to talk to get over. You know what I mean? Like, no. Sometimes your look can get you over, and not necessarily. And it's more so like your facial expressions or or. You know, that stuff can get you over as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it helps to be able to talk and, and and to be legitimate that way. But if you can just present your character facially and, and with your expressions and your actions in the ring, that can make up for some of what you lack on the microphone. Right. You know, and, 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 and I think she, and like you said, is very similar to Brock, where she can, it, it, if you take out the promo or whatever, you just put her in the ring and let her do her thing. She's very legit. She's, you know, she has that look. She has that intensity, like that feel, like somebody's about to get hurt. And she, and and some of her matches in NXT, where she would actually talk about what she was going to do before the match, she was really good there. But yeah, she's not just a great like promo. That's just not. That's just not what she is. Uh, kind of interesting that they're both from South Dakota too, which is hilarious to me. It's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, but both the only two people are from there. <laughs> yep, makes sense. Right, but yeah, and, and and then on the other end of the coin with Charlotte and Oscar, um, I hope that they're still planning on doing some feud with them. I think. I think they will eventually because my because I don't I'll just go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was saying I think they will, but I think they somebody had the idea after Charlotte and Oscar got paired together. Then I think the Lacey idea came. And I think Vince likes that better at the moment. And they're putting that pushing pushing that to the front. You know, because I was very like I it's yeah, it's like you got Charlotte you got her in too much you know what i mean um see my hope is because and they kind of teased a possibility of oscar because oscar referred to um lacy as the woman and charlotte actually laughed when she said that but you know charlotte left on monday night during their triple threat tag team match to determine the number one contender spot and you know, Charlotte leaves Oscar and Oscar takes the fall. And I could see that like being the you need to get if you want to be my partner, you need to get it together. And then Charlotte kind of getting resentful about it. Her and Lacey have their match. And then once that's over with, Charlotte's like, Well, you abandoned me when I needed you, so screw you, I'm coming after you now. Right. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um and, and regarding Lacey, I think and it's like I said last episode, I do not like Rick being in this position um, because it's like you said, he's just being this clueless old man that is smitten over this pretty young lady. Um, 
but I hope for Lacey's sake, and I'm thinking if they do it right, I'm thinking that she can come out of this as a much bigger heel than before. Yes. Because I think that's where it's turning is, you know, she's all up on Rick, all up on Rick, getting all this information from him, you know, wrestling wise and whatnot. And she's getting into Charlotte's head. And then there's going to be a moment, the big payoff where she just, I don't know, she'll punch Rick or she, you know, yeah. she'll do something very dastardly to Rick after he's essentially given her everything he can give her um, wrestling wise, you know, with advice and information. And she's used him, you know, she's, she's right. gotten the most out of this legend. And now she just threw him to the side. And yep. not only has she thrown him to the side, but in the same token, she's fractured Rick and Charlotte's relationship. So now you got a father and a son who are on, or a father and a, a daughter who are on the outs, you know, and I, I think right. if you do it right, she can benefit from this the most yeah. out of all three. Um, and, and hopefully they do it right because like you said, uh, Rick being in this position, I'm not a fan of it at all, but since they're going this way, I hope they do it right. Right. Um, yeah, if they, if they, you got If you hit this right, you can make Lacey huge. Right. But and then I hope, honestly, man, I hope after this, they need to just let Lacey be what she really is, and that's a former military, just badass. Yes. You know, I, I think you can tell Vince is intrigued with her, and Vince likes her, but I just, just let her be real. You know. Um, yeah, because you know when she first came in, she had this old like old southern antebellum debutante like, oh, you know, like man, get yeah. out of here with that! Like you could tell it's fake, you could tell it's a put on, you could tell it's just hokey. Um, and she's really, she's she's Charlotte size, isn't she? she, she yeah, maybe a little bit, a little bit broader, but yeah, yeah, she's yeah, time. she's got really broad shoulders, but yeah, height wise, you know, yeah. Um, so she's a bigger woman on that roster, stature wise, and so you could make her into like this really believable badass. Yep. And I just thought oh, I've done that with her outside of Vince. Just I don't know. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully something good, you know, I'm banking on if something good does come out of this whole thing with Rick, Charlotte, and uh, Lacey, that it, it's Lacey that benefits the most. Uh, because at this point, Charlotte's, Charlotte's on the way to being the female John Cena, if, yep. she's, not, if she's not already there. Um, and I also had this thought as well. Do you think, do you think they're going to have her break her dad's title record? Wouldn't surprise me if they did. Because she's already at, what, seven or eight? Let me see. I, I thought it was actually maybe more than that. And it depends on how you determine NXT, too. Well, I was going to get because, to that. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Because um, she's got two NXT title reigns. Right. And my whole point with that is, you know, they tout Flair as being a 16-time world champion. But most of those came outside of WWE or WWE. Yeah, let's see here. Flair, see here. Oh, good lord! Charlotte actually, right now, if you count all the titles, including NXT, is at twelve. Is that just like singles championship? NXT Women's two two time NXT champ, one time Divas champ, four time Raw Women's champ, five time SmackDown Women's champ. Okay, yeah, 
Yeah, they're so going to have a, hard break it. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And because, you know, and I was going to just say, like, yeah, because, uh, like I said, Rick, you know, they tout him as a 16 time world champion. But I would say, what, 75% of those came outside of WWE? Let me think. Flair won the title title twice. So, yeah, I think it's like, yeah, I think I only won it out. I think I only won two WWE titles. So that's probably it. So, So, yeah, he's, yeah, they're they're definitely going to combine all those on Charlotte. But I had that thought the other day because I was just thinking about how, you know, I was thinking about being the female John Cena and Cena um, is right up there with Flair title reign wise. And then, because my whole fault was, you know, Charlotte's Teflon. Like, she can go through anything and she'll be all right. Um, right. Storyline-wise. You know, same with John Cena. And then that's how I got on the, the thought process of her having more than Rick. Um, yeah, that, it's going to be inter- in, interesting to, to see. Because I think Charlotte, dude, she probably isn't even halfway through her career right now. No. If she I mean, wants to, you know. She's 34 years old now. Oh, she is. But but oh. even but even then, the way she goes about it, she's probably got. Oh yeah. If she if she has anything close to her dad's longevity, she's got at least fifteen years. Obvious, yeah. And 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 this, like I said, it goes with a caveat of her wanting to do that. You know, she wants right. to start a family or or you know do movies, whatever. Um, this is just us pontificating on the the possibility of that. Um. So yeah, there's. That, that that was your kickoff show match. Yep. Um, and we've talked essentially talked about everything about that match except the titles themselves. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not really interested in what happens with the tag team titles at this moment. They, they don't have enough tag teams to make it work right now. Yeah. So, and, but there's a lot of stuff with the people involved. Yeah. Um, that are is interesting down the road, um, but not necessarily regarding the tag team championships. Right. So to move on and move forward, uh, we had, we had the start of the show and um, we started it off with a championship match and it kicked off with Bill Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre. Um, and which championship was this slave? Because you can always get the two main ones confused. Oh, I've got it pulled up. Let me, let me look real quick. Sorry. It does this to me sometimes. I thought you'd just know just because you know. I think it's universal, but don't hold me to that because as soon as I say that, I'll be wrong. Well, you got a 50-50 shot. No, just the WWE championship. <laughs> that sounds about right. Okay, so yeah, they they were um, having a match for the WWE championship. Um, and this match, I was very happy with how the match went. You Yeah, at this point with Goldberg, you know what you're getting. You're getting a sprint. Oh. He's Hopefully, He's, you're not, yeah. He can't. I don't think he can physically go more than maybe five minutes. Like he looked gassed the other night on Raw, just walking down to the ring and like doing a spear. Yeah, and I think so you know Goldberg. That, was, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say. I, I think part of that is he. You know, he amps himself up just from watching like these yeah. backstage like WWE documentaries that he's been on and whatnot on the Chronicles or whatever, the 24, um, he, he's very, uh, self-conscious. He obviously, and I think everybody at that level is to an extent, but he doesn't want to mess up. You know, he wants to make sure he does right. Um, and so I think that gets into him because you're just sitting there all day. 
Um, and I think he works himself up to where he is mentally done before he even gets out there. And then once you're mentally done, like it shows everywhere else, you know what I mean? Um, yep. But with that being said, Goldberg has never been anything other than what we saw at Royal Rumble. Yep. Like three moves, get in, get out, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like, that's it. Was, it. it that, was, that was the attraction. Yeah, you know, you know, pretty much with Goldberg, you're going to get a spear, a jackhammer, um, probably a kick out. The other guy's finishing move, maybe a kick out there, and then whatever the finish is. Right. And that's what you pay to see. Because that's and what that's, Goldberg and, is. And it works. And, and in this case, it worked just fine. McIntyre retained with the Claymore. Um, they had a hug after the match was over with. Um, again, my brother does not like Goldberg. He is He's never been a fan. I don't dislike Goldberg. I don't like Goldberg as, the, as a WWE championship contender in 2021. Absolutely. Um, he, he won... His biggest moment happened on G- on uh, July 6, 1998. I was 11 years old. I was fixing to go into seventh grade at Russell Middle School. I'm going to turn 35 this July. So, yeah. I, he don't need to be in the title scene at this point. Right. It's just, I, it's just, it's just I, I can't buy it. But right. him being around is fine. Absolutely. You know, and I think if he would do – if he would – quote unquote earn the title shot you know if he'd come back yeah. and and say i'm i want i want a shot you know give me give me a chance to prove myself type deal prove i still got it and then he goes through a kevin Owens, a ray mysterio uh dolph ziggler and then or you know whatever uh, give, give him three guys a three-week thing and then okay if you get this last win you get a title shot type deal Right. Okay, you know, then if he were if they were to book him to take the title, you I think it would sit well or sit better with people than him just coming in after he's been gone since WrestleMania and automatically getting the title shot just because of his name. Right. But also, I, you know, I think it's been reported he he's obligated to work what two matches a year, two matches a year. Yeah, you can't build much story around that. Um so I thought, no, yeah. but you could always but you could always do what they did a couple of years ago, which I thought was the perfect use of him when they had Ziggler just keep calling him out for you know coming in and demanding title shots, and then Goldberg just destroys him. Like you could oh, do yeah. that with, and and it would work, right? Um, but for him to just pop up, and I think it also you know it didn't help that Drew uh, got COVID and they had to miss two weeks of storyline essentially. And it also didn't help that the whole promo that set this whole thing up was based on something that didn't happen because apparently after the Keith Lee and uh, Drew match, he was supposed to make this speech where he kind of unintentionally made fun of Legends by saying he was the best ever. And of course, the match ran a little long, so we didn't have a chance to do it. And then Goldberg is cutting this promo based on a promo that didn't happen. Right. So yeah, they 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 weren't helped by circumstance, but again, it was what it was. I mean, you know, with Goldberg, you're getting a short match. It didn't waste a lot of time. I'm okay with it. Right, and what's funny is during this match was uh, my fiance was actually in the room, kind of on and off watching. And when Goldberg came out, or you know, whatever, when they were talking about the match, I kind of just made the comment to her. I was like, man. I was like, I hope they don't put the title on Goldberg. 
like you know just kind of saying that and she's like well, why it's like he's it's like it's nothing like he it wouldn't do anything like he's not interesting in that way and she's like well why is he back why does anybody care it's like well he's a legend like he's it's goldberg she's like but what made him him and i was like well he and then i'm trying to explain goldberg to her and i was like and i couldn't like i couldn't really explain goldberg like he went on 168 or whatever 183 match winning streak but he only did three moves and the matches lasted 42 seconds you know what i mean like right. It was hard yeah. to, and I've never had to do that to somebody is explain who Bill Goldberg was in a wrestling sense. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, that's kind of tough to explain to somebody that doesn't really watch it or have much knowledge about it. You know what I mean? Because like, you can't really point them to a promo or a, or a storyline. Right. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting because something I never thought about until she sprung it up on me. And I was like, dang. You know, so I can't even explain who Goldberg is. Yeah, it's it's you had you Goldberg is very much a you had to be there guy. Right. It was kind of it was just yeah. It's, it's what they say. Uh, if I could capture this moment in a bottle or whatever type yeah. deal, like that's yeah. You just had to be in that moment. Um, there was another thing with Goldberg. Oh yeah, I had the thought of I wish somebody was bored enough to go back and go through all his matches that he's had on television um, over the years and, like, figure out the average time of his matches. It's it got to be under, like, three minutes. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, he, yeah he, was, he was the guy that they used to say about they don't pay him by the hour. He was <laughs> definitely that guy. Yeah, certainly. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Drew McIntyre retains – uh, looks like he's headed to WrestleMania as the champion, um, which will essentially, you know, uh, it'll essentially be a year-long title run outside of the little hiccup he had with Randy Orton for right. three weeks or a month. Um, so quietly, uh, uh, it's been a pretty impressive title reign for Drew McIntyre. Right. Um, and and maybe it goes on past WrestleMania. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I'm definitely interested uh, in, in, in where things go in terms of storyline with him and who his next challenger is going to be. Um, I guess it could possibly come out of Elimination Chamber. Uh, right. So that'll be fun to see what happens with that. That was that will be. And I, yeah, cause I don't think he'll be facing the Royal Rumble winner. I don't think so either. Um, so what was the next match? It was the the Sasha Banks and Carmella match, right? Sasha versus Carmella with her sommelier Reginald in the corner. <laughs> did you watch the pre-show when uh, Booker T was asking what a sommelier was? I did not. Oh. I, I missed that. No, he said, uh, he's like, what's because I kept saying sommelier, and he's like, what's sommelier? And they're trying to explain it to him, and uh, Kayla Braxton, or the, yeah, the, she was like, it's, it's kind of like a wine connoisseur, and then uh, JBL was like, yeah, da, 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 and basically just saying he, he knows which wine or champagne to pick out for Carmella and Booker T said, yeah. so he's an alcoholic. Yes, that sounds about right. <laughs> oh, Booker. Oh, Booker, Booker, Booker. He's the absolute best. And a cheap plug real quick. It's not for me. I don't even know who does it. But if you're ever bored, get on YouTube and uh, search for Booker T's funniest commentary moments. There's like yeah, six. Yeah, I've seen that. It is 
gold. Dude, there's like six different videos of it. Like that's how much there are. My favorite one may be when he was in TNA in the ring, beating up people and commentating at the same time. Yes. Might be the funniest thing ever. Um, so yes, if y'all are out there, ever bored, haven't seen them, go check out Booker T's uh, funniest commentary moments on YouTube. They are absolutely hilarious. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking about that when you mentioned Somalia. Um, so back to Carmella and Sasha Banks for this uh, SmackDown championship, right? Yep. SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, Carmella, Sasha again did a really nice job. Um, Carmella looked really, really good. Probably the best she's ever looked. Um, but it 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 was a it was a solid match, but ultimately Sasha came out on top with the with the uh, the submission where she uh, the I don't know exactly what you call it, but she wraps her legs around or no, it's a bank statement. I'm sorry, the leg thing is Carmella's bank statement in the middle of the ring, and uh, and Sasha retains much to the uh, sadness of Reginald on the outside. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, yeah, I mean, Sasha and Carmella have pretty good chemistry. Uh, they do, they do. Their match at what was the last pay per view before this one? Oh, uh, the December one. Yeah, but TLC was actually really, really good. Yeah, uh, Sasha. Sasha is really fun to watch. Yes, very, very in. She has a way of elevating others' games. Like, I've got to give her that. She does – her and Carmella have better matches than, like, Carmella and Charlotte and Carmella and Asuka did. Right. Yeah, so, I would be interested to see what Carmella looks like against her next opponent. Yeah, because um, I figured – I mean, two submission wins in a row. I don't think you go much further with this with, right, uh, yeah. with Carmella. Yeah, her getting beat clean in the middle uh, – you know, I think they it's ran its course. Uh, they've done everything they can yeah. with this. Um, it, it's always interesting when WWE brings somebody back in like a repackage and they put them in a title picture where you kind of know they're not going to win the title because you know they're trying to build them up. But uh, how much is that actually building them up? You know what I mean? Because you're going in, yes. and you, you know that they're not winning. You know they don't really have a chance. Um, your sommelier just got beat by Sasha. Like, you know, so it'll be interesting to see if they're able to truly build Carmella up because I, I agree with you. She looked really good in the ring. Um, I feel like she's gotten a lot better. Um, and and I, she there's something about Carmella that, that – draws you to her when she's on tv you know what i mean right. she has a very um she, you can tell she's got a lot of confidence um but right. there's something about her like even when man i know a lot of people got tired of it and stuff but that seven seven uh seven second dance break yes it was so over you know it her and our, awesome. yeah her and our truth together were great um and i think she got a lot from being paired with him for as long as she was um oh yeah so yeah it'll be interesting interesting to see that and then sasha um it's going to be fun to to see what happens with her as well yep because um, there's there's some possibilities there as well um yep. 
so moving on, what was the next one? The next match was my favorite match of the night, and that was the uh, Women's Royal Rumble match. Okay, so this is Slade's favorite match of the night. Well, yeah, it was my favorite, followed very close by the next match on the card, but we'll get to that in a second. Okay. So, um, my pick one, I was I had Belair winning, and Bianca Belair wins, uh, eliminating Rhea Ripley last. Um, but it was just really well, um, well booked. It was you had you had your moments where you had the legends come in. You had Tori Wilson, Victoria. Um, I guess technically Alicia Fox is considered a legend at this point, but you had the, some of the, and you had that, um, they did a really good job kind of doing the, uh, the future is now thing with Bianca and Ripley being the two last ones standing. Um, they kind of had a history with Charlotte last year, going back to that NXT feud when Charlotte went back down to NXT after she won the Royal Rumble. Um, I loved when Rhea Ripley did the um, did the thing where she dumped uh, Alexa Bliss when Alexa was starting to do her transformation into you know the Fiend's possession. That was pretty funny. Yeah. And it, let's yo go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say it makes me wonder um, if that could be her opening feud. On the main I mean, roster. it would work. It absolutely could work. For sure. Um, let's see here. Naomi was back, and she did a really nice job of just kind of sticking around. She stayed in there for 47 minutes. Um, There's another kind of funny moment when Billy Kay, uh, they, her and uh, Peyton Roy started doing some double-team moves again together, and, they, and she started doing the iconic pose. <laughs> and Ruby Wright was right there, and she wouldn't do it with Ruby right there. And then, as it all as it all ended up happening, uh, Ruby and Liv eliminated Billy Kay. Um, let's see, we also got um, Rhea Ripley and Baszler just killing people. The always fun tag team, one tag team member turns on the other when uh, Nia Jax threw Baszler over the top rope. Um, Carmella got to come come out to, uh, and they had the thing where every time she got thrown out, Reginald would save her, and then finally, um, Reginald got uh, super kicked by Tamina, and he dropped, he dropped, uh, he dropped uh, Carmella. I lost Carmella's name for a second. Sorry about that. He dropped Carmella, and Carmella's screaming at him, Reginald! Reginald, what were you doing? Reginald! <coughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, they, they had some entertaining spots throughout. Uh, I thought Billy Kay was absolutely tremendous. Billy um, Kay might be the funniest person in the WWE right now, and that's saying something. The only thing I wish they would have done with her is after she got eliminated... I wish she would have went back to the announce table. Yes. You know. Yes, go back to the announce table. Like yeah. do the old Jerry Lawler thing where he would say, "Oh, I'm the <laughs> I'm entrant number 26," and he would get hit, and then uh, and then he'd get eliminated, and then he'd go back. 
well, that was fun, Vince. Let me go. There was one year he got in and got eliminated within like 10 seconds or something. <laughs> he yes. got the census back down, and I think it was JR. Yeah. It was either JR or Vince, one of them, but they mentioned him being in and getting eliminated. So, what are you talking about? So, I've been here the yes. whole time. Like, he's acting like he didn't even go in there. That is hilarious. It's great. But, but yeah, she, she was, uh, she was great. She, she, Outside of Bianca Belair, she was probably the MVP of the Women's Royal Rumble to me. Yes. Um, you can um, tell. They did have the – I'll go ahead. I was just going to say, she, she. you could tell she's making the most out of what they've been giving her. Um, she reminds me with the whole headshot thing. It's kind of a, kind of an extension of what Drew Gulak was doing with the PowerPoints um, to an yes. extent, you know, that type of uh, shtick, if you will. But it works if the talent doing it is bought in, you know, because it worked with Gulak. The only thing I wish with Gulak, I wish they would have shown us one of his PowerPoints. Um, yes. You know, <laughs> but yeah, so what she was doing, uh, it, it broke up the monotony because the thing with the Royal Rumble is, you know, it's going to be 50 minutes to an hour minimum. Um, so you got to keep people interested. Um, and I think they did a good job of that, mixing in, you know, the, the, the legends, um, I'm never going they to complain. The, they had the Alicia Fox winning the 24-7 title from our truth moment. Right. And, you know, and I'm never going to complain whenever I get to see Tori Wilson. Um, Absolutely not. Might, she still has it. She may very well be the most beautiful human being ever created on this earth. Um, she's she's up there if she's not. I don't understand how you get more beautiful with age, but she has. Uh, and that's male or female. Like, Yeah. She might be the most beautiful human ever. Like it's ridiculous, um, but it was it's good to see her and the other legends. Uh, and I was I think everybody wanted Bianca to win. I think yeah. everybody thought Bianca was going to win. And then when Bianca won, it still felt like a kind of a surprise because you're like, nah, they're not going to do it. It's too obvious type deal. Um, yep. And I think a lot of it comes because of previous things WWE has done. We're kind of jaded as fans to not oh, expect yeah. what we want necessarily. But I right. do also have to remember when it comes to WrestleMania season, more times than not, more times than not, there are always outliers, but more times than not, between January and April of every year, WWE is going to give the fans what they want. Yes. If you think about it. And if you go back. Oh, yeah. Um, so I got to keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, I was happy with how it ended. The only thing, and I didn't think about this until I was listening to the busted open podcast and bully Ray mentioned it, but what I think the only thing that they could have done that would have made Bianca look even better is to have her eliminate Ripley first and then eliminate yeah. Charlotte to win it. Yeah. You know, they yeah, could have found a way to have, have Charlotte and Bianca is the last two. You'll automatically think, oh, Charlotte's going to win this. And because we know they're probably going with Charlotte Oscar anyway. Right. It, yeah, it would. But it and, did kind of give you a future is now things. So I'll give it. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. And I was I was going to say they could have still figured out a way to do that same little spot, like where they were on the apron, kind of sitting there taking a breather for a second. Um, they could have figured something out, but I, they could have done a thing. They could have done a thing where they threw Charlotte over the top, and Charlotte was able to keep from going all the way over, and they could sit on the other side thinking they had eliminated her. Right. And then Charlotte comes in and like have it where like 
Ripley went over the top rope somehow to get to the apron to take her breather, and she does a drop kick slide and it knocks Ripley off. Right. And bam, you've 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 eliminated Ripley. Charlotte looks like a heel, and you're like, oh, now I know what they're gonna do. Right. And like I said, I'm you know I, I enjoyed it. I thought the right person won. I'm just nitpicking here. Um, and then also. If they would have let, when they eliminated Charlotte, I, if they would have just let Bianca eliminate her. Yeah. Um, you know, it took Bianca and Rhea to eliminate her, but just the week prior, they played played up a lot how Bianca Fireman carried Otis. Right. Who's a freaking sumo wrestler almost. Right. And But she needs help to eliminate Charlotte, you know? Um I, th- those two things I think would have for Bianca that's those those would have been two things that they could harp on in her build up to kind of legitimize her even more um because I think she's on the way to something special if she keeps the trajectory she's keeping up you know um I think she needs and she's still young she's still green um she's she doesn't have all the experience in the world so I think with more repetition and with more time in the ring, um, I think she'll only get better. Um, and I think, uh, and, and I'm not making groundbreaking accusations here, but I think the sky's the limit for Bianca, man. Oh yeah. You know, it, it's the, the athleticism, the, you can tell that when, when the crowds get back that she will connect with the fans Um kind of in a similar way in my opinion that Naomi did when they started the whole field yep. thing you know because Naomi was really 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 over um especially with the girls the the young girls um in that demographic Naomi. yes and I think Bianca can be the same exact way and then you just add some layers to her character down the road and over time you know the possibilities are endless with her so yeah I thought I thought yeah, you know yeah, Bianca yeah, I was going to say her winning, I think it was the right thing. Um, you know, there weren't as many possibilities in the women's as the men's. I think Bianca. They really, they really weren't. Bianca, I could see Ripley. I could see Charlotte. And maybe and Alexa. Alexa. May, and, yeah, maybe Alexa. If That's they wanted, about yeah. it. I couldn't, I couldn't really see Bailey. I think she's about done all she can do. Right. Um, and yeah, I couldn't really see Nia because the, the big, the big folk never win it. Right. So yeah, I just didn't see it. So I think they picked the right person and my guess is they do Bianca versus Sasha at, um, at Mania and Charlotte Nasca at, um, for the Raw women's title at Mania. And I'm looking forward because I think Sasha and Bianca can have a hell of a match. I tell you what, if those are your two women's championship matches this year, you are you, you are set. Yeah, you can't get much better than that. No, you, know, you there's outside of maybe throwing Becky in a triple threat in one of them or something like that if she come back. But yeah, those those two matches I think are about the best that WWE could do this year. Um, and I'm kind of like you. I hope I hope to see them. <laughs> And before we move on, since this is the last, yeah. this, is, this is the it's, last it, women's, this is the last women's match, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Before we move on, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts because I was thinking about it the other night. 
where what's your thoughts on the future of I don't want to say the women's division, but like women's wrestling, where do you see it in ten, like how fast do you think it's going to evolve over the next five years? If, if NXT is any indication, it's going to evolve a lot because that might be the best uh, women's division in the world right now. Yeah, NXT with, is uh, ridiculous. With EO, Dakota, Raquel, um, Tegan Knox when she comes back. You've got Casey. You've got people like Casey Cat Zero. You've got Tony Storm. You've got Ember Moon. You're just loaded with talent down there that hasn't hasn't made it to the main roster yet. Right. So, um, Io Shirai might be the best women's wrestler in the world, and I'm not sure where they're if they're going to have her have a Mania match. I kind of wouldn't mind them doing a Bailey versus Io match. That would be fun. Just because I think that would be a banger, and I don't know what more Bailey could do with SmackDown. She's about gone through everybody. Right. So I would be like, that could be intriguing. But yeah, I think I think women's wrestling's in good hands. They did a really good job. Um, the four horsewomen are still in prominent spots, but they but it seems like we're starting to get a new group coming up, and that's what you need. Right. Yeah, that you, you always have to evolve. Um, you always have to innovate and you always have to change. Um, but I had just got the idea because I was watching, which is, I think they just put it on there a little while back, but the wrestling challenge on the network. Um, and it's just from 1986. It's only like eight to 10 episodes or whatever. I wish they put more on there. Right. Hopefully they will. But in one of the episodes, it was the debut match of the Smoking Guns. Um, okay. It was, for those that don't know, Smoking Guns were Billy and Bart Gunn. Um, they're small West Cowboys. They came in and, and shot off their little uh, pop cap guns and all this and that. Little six shooters with, the, right. with their really tight blue jeans that they yeah. wore during their matches. They wrestled yeah. in Wranglers and Cowboy Boots. Um, yes. Prime 1986. But... Uh, no, their finisher, and it was the first time I'd seen it because I can't tell you how many smoking guns matches I've seen. But the sidewinder, I don't know what it was called, but it's in that match. They one of them picked up, it was like almost they were doing a back body drop, but the other guy stood behind them and it turned into a pile driver. Oh, because see, their finisher became the sidewinder where one would pick him up kind of like, um. Like they do in a side suplex, and the other one would do a leg drop off the top rope. That's what it became. Okay. Yeah, no, this was – and it was really cool. Like I said, I'd never seen it before, but, yeah, you got – they're standing behind each other. The first one picks up the guy like he's doing a suplex or a back body drop, one of the two, I can't remember, and he kind of falls into the other guy's arms, head down, and he turns that into a pile driver, and that was the end. Oh, that, that sounds kind of like what the Beverly Brothers finisher was, the shaker hot spot where they – where they did it, I thought. Don't think it turned into a powder. I think it was just they dropped the dude on his head. <laughs> Only in wrestling could you say that. Yeah, like <laughs> they, like, they, like they back body dropped, and then the other guy would just like throw him down, and it's and some of them look nasty. But right. Yeah, that sounds because that sounds like really cool. I'd love to see that done. No, it was very like I say, it stuck with me, and I saw that I was like, I've never seen that before. And like I said, it was from thirty three years ago, thirty four years ago, but it got me to thinking. Like, that's just – that type of stuff is expected today. 
right? right? That type of innovation, that type of athleticism. And that's what got me thinking about the women's division because then I started kind of thinking and correlating it to like skating uh, or skateboarding or like the X games. Um, you know, Tony Hawk is considered the best skateboarder ever, right? Right. He can't do half the tricks that the people are doing now. But without Tony Hawk doing what he did, none of the people now would be doing those tricks, right? Right. So that's where I kind of correlate the women's division to, or women's women's wrestling, because it, it is still so young in terms of how well they're trained and how serious it's taken um, that I think it's only going to get better and it's right. going to get more innovative. And once, you, you know, because you're going to have that evolution of, you know, now you got uh, young girls that are looking up to Charlotte and Bailey and Sasha and, and, and Becky and uh, Io Shirai and, and Asuka. So that generation is going to come up and they're just, it's going to be the same thing that's happened with the men's. And, you know, I hadn't really thought about that until the other day. And I was just very, I was like, I'm, I'm wondering what women's wrestling will look like in 10 years or five years. You know, will um, Charlotte be kind of looked at in the same way that a Tony Hawk is where, yeah, they're the greatest, but they're not doing nearly what the people of today are doing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but that's it, also a weird thought to have in turn, because you're watching these people be great right now. Well, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like how, you know, in like the NFL, you look at somebody like say Steve Largent, who is an all-time great receiver, but, and he's, and you know, he's an all-time great, but he's not going to be able to do the stuff that say Julio Jones can do because right. that's just, that, that's just the evolution of the game. So yeah, I can, but I think that's where we are, especially because it looks like it's, because like I said, NXT's is so loaded. Yeah. that I don't think they can help but get better. Absolutely. And I think, you know, as the competition breeds, you know, success, like you're, you're only going to get better if you're competing and, and trying to get right. better. Um, you know, and if I was Charlotte or Becky or Bailey, one of the, one of the, the standard bearers, you know, the, the ones that the younger wrestlers are looking up to, like I would encourage those younger wrestlers, Hey, be better than me you know please right. be better than me please do better than me like because that's only making everything around you better and and elevating um and i'm in yeah it, i'm very intrigued to see where women's wrestling is um five seven ten years from now um right because it is it, it, the women are so talented right now um it's it's just going to be fun to watch the evolution of where it goes right but yeah i just had that was a random thought i had the other day and i was like well that'd be something interesting to talk about on the podcast um and i'll try and go back and find which episode i'm talking about with the smoking guns um right and, and i'll text it to you or whatever message it to you all right so you can check it out because it was really um really innovative especially like i said it's 1986 man um you didn't see anything like that back then. No. Um, so yeah, I'll try and find that for you. So yeah, that was a little sidebar that, like I said, was just a little thought I'd had. Um, wanted to, to discuss it with you because up until then I hadn't thought about that. You know, um, we just talk about how good they are now. Right. 
but if you look forward to the future and, and the possibilities, it should only get better. Oh, yeah. And, and again, with people like Io Shirai and Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai, Casey Catanzaro, Caden, uh, um, yeah, Caden Carter, they're just, they're loaded down there. Shotzi. Shotzi Blackheart, I forgot about Shotzi. She's really awesome. Um, Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae. Yeah, it's it's an all-star list. Yeah. You know, and it, one more thing that just popped in my head. What do you think, do you think that there would be a sustainable, consistent fan base for a weekly women's wrestling show? Uh, on TV, not think- on the network. On TV, I wouldn't run on TV first. I I do network first and see how it does, and then move it like they did with NXT. Right. Just 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 because as it is, the the, the audience for wrestling isn't what it was. Um, and you run the risk of either splitting off your audience that you already have, or diluting your product even more right but i would absolutely have a nxt a women's wrestling show on the network and see how it does if it if it make if it does numbers on the network then you can shop it around and maybe put it on a usa or a or an nbc or uh or one of the nbc universal channels right you know, because I think that the natural next step for them is is to have their own show, um, because I think that would be the biggest way for them to be able to create storylines for the women. Um, yes. Because right now, even though you have seven hours of programming throughout the week, it's hard to fit in um, all these women, you know, Um and to create these storylines and to create this investment from the fans, this emotional investment in them, um, other than what they can do in the ring. Uh, but if you gave them that weekly show, you know, start out with an hour. And then, like you said, on the network, and if it starts doing well, and if it's worth it, make it two hours on the network. Um, Absolutely. Because now you're giving that whole two hours to the women on a consistent weekly basis. And now you're able to create, you know, and now you're able to hook people and get them invested in what you've got. And then you got the entering work to cap it off. And I think it would be a good idea. And like I said, I think that's the natural next step. Not probably, you know, I would say within the next year, I think we'll have a women's wrestling show. Yes, I yeah. figure we will. Especially, like you said, that NXT division, I mean, there's no telling who they have that we haven't seen on TV. You know what I mean? They're, right. It's just waiting for the next opportunity. So, um, yeah, the women's division is absolutely stacked throughout WWE. Um, and from what I've heard, Impact's women's division, at least like the top tier of Impact, yeah, women's, it's really women's good. division is really good. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's crazy to see how women's wrestling has evolved just in the last five years. Um, and, and it's fun to watch as well. Oh, absolutely. Some of their matches are, are as good as you're going to see. Oh, this is a really good. This was a great. This was this Royal Rumble was really really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, d- I definitely yeah. enjoyed it. So moving on to the Dude. second to last match, which would be Slade's second favorite match of the night. Um, and this is the second to last match. Yes, it was the penultimate match. I love the word penultimate. Um, yes, sounds um, important. 
it, it sounds very, very important. All it means is next to last. It's great. <laughs> but this was our, this was um, the travel chief, head of the table, whatever you want to call him, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens in a last man standing match. Um, I have a soft spot for last man standing matches. I have a soft spot for matches that look like real fights that kind of turn into brawls. Um, you had so much going on here. You had, you know, Roman just destroying KO for the first part of the match. KO makes his comeback, and he uh, at one point jumps off a pallet, off a forklift, through a table onto Reigns. He did a swanton. Um, yeah, swanton from a forklift holding a pallet onto the table. Just absurd. Um, you had... Um, you, you went all over the the uh, Tropicana field, and you end up having a spot, which and, and this is where you have to kind of suspend disbelief. But you have the spot where Owens gets Reigns down, and he has him handcuffed on the ground so he can't get up. And the referee's counting him, and when the referee hits nine, Roman grabs the ref and throws him into the the whatever it was he was tied up to or handcuffed to referees down Heyman comes down with the key unlocks him and he gets the guillotine on Owens Owens goes to sleep Owens is down for 10 Roman wins and retains and my only slight issue is Roman won every single match in the feud you never really felt like Owens could win it but this match was phenomenal yeah, I don't disagree with anything. I think uh, I think Kevin Owens elevated himself. Um, yeah, maybe maybe not necessarily with the fans because he's always been well respected and loved by the fans, even when he was a bad guy and whatnot. Yeah, but I think uh, even if you're upper management, regardless of whatever bias you have against him, uh, because there's obviously been something there because they haven't been consistent with him over the years but you watch what he's done with Roman Reigns the last two months uh three whatever however however long it's been uh how can you not keep him at a top tier level in some way shape form or fashion like he's you know I tweeted it out on our account a couple weeks ago when I was watching Smackdown or one of his matches or something but he reminds me of like a current day Mick Foley right like he's he, he's he's got to wear a shirt when he wrestles. He you know he's all about his family. Um, right. He comes across as this lovable guy that you know, but you do not want to make him mad because he will go to the ultimate measure and and do whatever it takes to make to, you realize that you messed up. Yep. You know, and he's willing to put his body through hell to put you through hell. Yep. Um, that um and that's what whenever he got on that forklift i thought he was going to do what foley did to the rock in that uh empty arena match whenever he right uh kept him down with a pallet with a forklift yeah, which, um because that's immediately what i thought of as soon as he got on the forklift I was like are they doing the foley spot yeah where he, where he put the pallet on top of him with the forklift holding it and that yeah, it had all the kegs down. on it yeah yep um but I, yeah, yeah. Rollins, man, he's he. 
I'm like you. I never thought he had a chance to win, but in every match they had, I was looking for the opportunity for him to win, if that makes sense. But, oh, yes. is this where they're going to do it? Because in the back of my mind, I was holding out hope that it, maybe they'll swerve us. Maybe they'll give us the unexpected. But they didn't, and I understand why they didn't, um, because they are, you know, they're, they've got everything behind Roman right now, and he's hitting on all cylinders. Um, but I think I think Owens held his own. Um, oh, Owens definitely and, held his own. Owens has and, and, Yeah, he held his own in the matches and on, on the microphone. Um, and like I said, I hope that he stays at this level, um, even past Roman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he deserves it. I mean, he, he put his body through hell in every single one of those matches. Um, and even during SmackDown episodes. Um, and, and yeah, it's he's so fun to watch. He's so fun to watch. Yeah. Yes. He's so, so good. But, yeah, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was really well done. Uh, even with, like, you, you know, uh, figuring that Reigns was going to retain and that it was kind of a, a foregone conclusion, they still had me hooked and – Yes. Uh, they gave them that was it was a long match too. It was like forty minutes, wasn't it? Like yes, 35, 40 minutes. Um, so they gave them plenty of time, and I was happy with the result. And I will say, uh, it's going to be fun to see what happens with Owens from here on out, assuming he's done with the reins. And uh, with Roman, I think what happened in the Royal Rumble is what's going to be his direction. Yes, same um, here. And without getting in too into it, I'm very, 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 very happy about those possibilities. Oh, absolutely. Especially um, the way they did it. Right. The, the, way they, the way they set it up and what they've been doing, um, it, it has the potential to be really, really good. And very, very um, disheartening, I'm afraid. Right. Um, so anything else about Ray, uh, Owens and Reigns? No, I, I loved Owens and Reigns. I thought it was great and uh, sets up nicely for WrestleMania season. Absolutely. And I will say, I think if you're able to do, and WWE does them sometimes, but I doubt they'll do it for this. But if you're able to take this feud that Owens and Reigns had, over the last two months, whatever it is, and piece it together and make it into one big video, it would tell right. an amazing story. Like their storyline had a really, really, really good story to it. Um, you know, and I wish either right. WWE or somebody would put that together um, because, this, yeah, like a seven, eight minute video of just their promos and, you know, whatever happened, whatnot. Um, it would look really good. Um, so, yeah, kudos to them. Um, and like I said, Roman Reigns retains, and he looks to be headed to WrestleMania to face the winner of the Men's Royal Rumble. The winner of the Men's Royal Rumble was not somebody you would have thought a year ago in 2020 would be winning the 2021 Royal Rumble. Absolutely not. He's a man 10 years ago that you wouldn't have thought would be winning the 2021 Royal Rumble. Absolutely not, because I was in Atlanta the day he announced his retirement. Even better, 10 years ago, you wouldn't have thought that his best friend 
would have been in this match in 2021. The same no, that, that he was, was the Royal Rumble. That moment was awesome, and I'm still not 100% sure that he was in on it. <laughs> I don't think he was. Um, I really don't. That, that, that facial <laughs> expression was not the look of somebody who knew it was coming and was faking it. That was like cheer shot. You swerved me, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, if you don't already know, the winner of the Royal Rumble, the men's Royal Rumble, was Edge. Uh, what made it even more impressive was that he came in number one, lasted all the way through. and 58 won, minutes and 32 seconds. Won the whole thing. Also, what's more impressive, if you think about it, he didn't get out of the ring. No. Uh, you know, they'll do these spots for these early entrants. Uh, they did it with Orton this year. Uh, they did it with Rollins a couple years ago, where these early entrants will come in and they get hurt and they're gone for 30 minutes. And then they pop back up all fresh. You know, for, for Edge, it being his first match back since he tore his triceps, um, coming at number one, last basically an hour you know and obviously he he took breaks it's the royal rumble they're able to do that um, but for him to not be out of the ring in any type of gimmick deal and he just stayed in the ring and he won the whole damn thing right um that was pretty shocking that they did it that way and i was very very happy with them for doing it that way you know and, and right. i really really love the ending um because you just see orton pop up and you're like damn it they're doing this again Hit him with yeah, RKO. He goes, like in the back of your mind, you know, Orton never officially got eliminated. He was hurt and went to the back. Right. And then they showed him in the back getting ice on. You're like, well, it's obviously so like, a work. He's obviously going to come out. Right. And, and Edge throws him out. Edge throws Rollins out and Strowman out. And you're like, he he's fixing to win this. And then he turns around RKO and you're like, oh, no. Oh, not like this. And yep. then... And my brother's watching. He's going. He's and he goes. I think Edge is going to win. I'm like, why? And he goes. He's taking way too long to get this to throw him out. He's taking too long. And they did the whole thing where he goes to throw him over the top rope, and Edge turns it around, and he out. Orton goes. Edge wins. My brother had an absolute conniption. My brother's a huge <laughs> Edge. Man. My brother's a huge Edge guy, so he went nuts. It was it was just perfectly done. Yes, this this one moment. Uh, obviously, I wish the whole pay per view would have had fans in it, but you this know, would to, 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 yeah, it would be a nice bookend because last year you got his return at the Royal Rumble. This year you got him winning the Royal Rumble. You know, and obviously last year they had the fans there, so you got that reaction. Right. Um, and that was you know, anytime I see a video of his reaction when he returned or the fans' reaction, I get chills. Um, right. I can only imagine if that would have happened this year, it would have been the same result. It would have been magic. Uh, so that's the only thing, you know, um, the only downside to him winning was that the fans weren't there to make it even bigger than it already was. Uh, I thought this rumble was, was well done. Uh, I was happy to see Carlito back looking like he yep. ate, he ate the old Carlito and just doubled in size. Yes. He looked um, yoked. Yeah, he's jacked. Yes. Uh, it was great to see Hurricane back, and he did that callback to his previous Royal Rumble spot when he tried to double choke slam Austin and Triple H, and he tried to do that yes. with uh, Bobby Lashley and uh, uh, Big E. Yes. Um, I thought that was great. Um, who else did they have that showed up? Uh, Kane showed up. Kane, Mayor that's right. 
Um, I do like that Damian Priest was one to eliminate Kane. Yes. You know, because even though Kane, you know, Kane's obviously a Hall of Famer. He's, he's a big name, but he's like Mr. Royal Rumble. Like Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania. Yes. Kane's Mr. Royal yes. Rumble. So for Priest, that's something that they can always mention about Damian Priest. You know, he eliminated Kane in the Royal Rumble. Um, so I was glad they did that. Uh, who else showed up? There weren't as many old people, not old people, but legends, if you will. Your legends, did, well, a lot of them probably couldn't come with travel restrictions and whatnot. Let's see here. Let me pull up my handy-dandy 2021 Royal Rumble uh, participants list. Always always handy to have. All right, handy-dandy. Okay, let's see here. Let's see here. Carlito, Kane, Helms. No, that was it. That was I mean, it. that was it. Of your old guys, Hurricane Helms, Christian, Kane, and Carlito. And Christian, obviously, is now apparently full-time, so. Which is great. Yeah. It's great. I'm glad he got got cleared. I I love Christian. That moment where Edge just, because, you know, Edge was getting beat down at that point. Christian's music hit. They show Edge's face, which just looks total shock and elation. Christian comes in, and they just hug. It was beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, we, we've mentioned it. I think, or we both think that Edge is going after Reigns for WrestleMania. Yeah. I think uh, you're going to see Reigns versus Christian at either Elimination Chamber or Fastlane. Um, I would love to see, and I think we'll see it on an episode of SmackDown or whatever. Um, Edge and Christian in a tag match. Definitely oh, got to cash in on that. Uh, if 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 Jimmy can get well, Edge and oh, Christian yeah. versus the Usos could be perfect. Oh, yeah, dude, Edge and Christian and the Usos—that would be awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely I mean, amazing. Oh, absolutely. Um, another guy that I am, yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited to see where they go with this. Another guy that I really enjoyed at the, at the Royal Rumble was Omos. Um, him dumping Big E and Mysterio was hilarious. He stopped Mysterio from doing the 619. Um, and then Strowman finally figured out, hey, let me not throw AJ Styles on the side <laughs> that almost is at. Let me look over. He's over there. I want to go to this other side and throw him out there. It was that was actually pretty smart. I, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, but he, hit him I, with, I, he hit him with Okie Doke. I hit him with the Okie Doke. He was sitting there looking at it like he, you know, almost just standing there, just waiting on him, and then Raw's like, "Nope, not doing that." Turns around, throws him out the other side. It was great. Um, Styles had a good one. Almost obviously is awesome. Um, let's see here, who else we have going here? Um, Riddle lasted a little bit while. You know, poor Daniel Bryan kind of got kind of got knocked out earlier than I thought he would, but he still hung in there for a while. Yeah. Um, Dominic Mysterio has the honor of having the most hilariously uh, ridiculous elimination I've ever seen where Mysterio just uh, got launched over the ring by Bobby Lashley. Oh, you mean that type of ridiculous? I was going to say, you know, Mil Mil Maskers had a pretty bad one. No, no. (laughs) No, that was one of the, but that was a great one where Mysterio, where Lashley just picks him up and press slams him and just launches him. It was 
it was it was impressive. Well, you know, uh, uh, Drew when he eliminated Ricochet last year, yeah, he just like tossed him out like a sack of potatoes. Like, that, good grief! I do not yeah. want to get manhandled like that. <laughs> no, at all. But yeah, it was a great. It was a really, really well done Royal Rumble. A great winner. A great moment. Again, I'm with you. I wish there'd been fans there. Because the pop that when edges wedged through Orton over the top rope would have been absurd. Yep, because everybody would have assumed Orton was going to get it. And everybody, you know? and at this point, everybody likes Edge. So yeah, right. And we've seen this story a million times with the guy popping up and throwing over the guy who thought he just won and blah 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 blah. But yeah, with a live crowd, they would have went absolutely bananas. Yes, um, I yeah, I, I thought the men's rumble was really well done. I don't think it was as good as last year's. Like I said, I think last year's, last year's was hard, hard, top hard. two or three. I'm with you. It was yeah. Personally, hard. it might be my favorite one of all time. Like it's it's it was, top it's, two or three. Absolutely. It was so well done because like you, and it's like you said, and you were right. It, the, it's it's like two Royal Rumbles in one. The first half before. Before Lesnar gets eliminated, and then when Lesnar gets eliminated, it's like it turns into a whole different match. Well, you you know the thing with that one. Just thinking about it again, um, that would be the perfect Royal Rumble to show someone who had no idea what the Royal Rumble was. Right. Because you have that whole first half to 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 show. Okay, this is what's going on. Like somebody's coming in, they're getting thrown over the top. They're out. Yes. Whereas it's not a full ring of people just hitting each other. You know, it, it, you got 30 minutes of, hey, this is what the Royal Rumble is. Like, we're trying to get each other over the top rope. And then you got the back half of it that's like people in the ring. They're hitting each other. They're, th- you know, and then you get that organized chaos to where if somebody's watching it for the first time, they're not as confused as, you know, other than outside of like a Royal Rumble where there's already 10 people in the ring by number 12. Right. And it's like, well, what, what's going on? It's just a cluster. Yeah, then it gets, you know? too, yeah, then it gets too congested. Right. And then doing it the way they did it last year to the person, you know, I'm just thinking of somebody who's never seen it before, doesn't know what the Royal Rumble is. You're getting it, the it, idea it, of what it is. It's like an on-screen tutorial. Like, here's the basis yeah. of it. Like, here's what you're wanting to do. You're wanting to throw everybody out of the ring. This is where we want to fight each other. And then when everybody starts fighting each other, okay, I understand why everybody's hitting each other. Like, I understand why they're hanging on to the ropes. They don't want to go out. Like, right. You know, last year's man, it was just a clinic. It was perfect. It was really, really perfectly booked. They struck gold. Everything, everything up to, I mean, it was all great, but even the Brock just tossing people was great because it, it, it told the story. Yeah, like like Brock was like, okay, I'm gonna you come in, I'm throwing you out. And then when it finally got a little bit crowded, um, Ricochet got the low blow, and McIntyre hits the hits the Claymore, and knocks him out. And you're like, what? Yep. Because you could tell if you go back and watch that, you can tell that about by number, I don't know, by the time Kofi came in around that time. Uh-huh. Fans were starting to get really annoyed. Right. And then when he threw Kofi out, they got even more annoyed. Right. Um, because this was right after Kofi had lost the championship in like five seconds to Brock on the debut of SmackDown on Fox. Um, right. So the fans have been clamoring for Kofi to have his 
rematch and then this was it and then he got chunked in 15 seconds or whatever it was and yeah so you could hear the crowd just grumbling and moaning and all oh, here we go again blah 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 yeah and then he got yeah that that, <laughs> that claymore when he got eliminated that crowd went crazy because then they're like oh oh and but in stuff like that though man is like the main reason I watch wrestling and I love yes. wrestling. Like you see that it's because it's it's a it's the same thing with football or something when there's a big turnover or you're making a big comeback or something like you can't believe it. Like you're seeing it live, you're seeing it happen. Nobody's told you this happened. You know, like you're experiencing this for the first time with all these people. Um and and seeing those reactions of just genuine surprise and excitement. That's the greatest thing, man. Right. But those yeah, pops are the best. Oh, absolutely. Um, which reminds me, I'll never forget speaking of the biggest one uh when The Rock and Stone Cold came out at WrestleMania in uh New Orleans at WrestleMania 30. Mm-hmm. You know, because at the right. beginning of the show, because Hogan was advertised as being the host or whatever. Um, so people knew he was coming. His music played first. Crowd went, you know, they gave him the Hogan pop. Um, right. And he's just sitting there talking. And then all of a sudden you hear the glass break. Yes. People lost their minds in the Superdome, man. Like people lost their minds. Like <laughs> you just see everybody's hands on their head, like turning and yes. looking at each other. And then he's talking. And then all of a sudden you hear the Rock's music hit. And yes. it got even louder. And it's like how... What's going on here? Because neither one of these guys were advertised. No, Hogan was the only one advertised. Yeah, and now you got Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, and The Rock in the freaking ring at the same time at WrestleMania. This is the first thing of the whole entire show. Like, what is going on? But people were losing their minds because it was just, you know, surprise and excitement. And those things, you you can't fabricate that, you know? Right. So, yeah, uh, a long-winded way of saying I enjoyed the Royal Rumble. It was great. <laughs> it was really, really – it's a great show. Like I said, second best of the year normally. Um, this one lived up to expectations. There weren't that many matches, but it worked out just fine. And, and you know, it lasted right at four hours or like three hours and 50 minutes or something, but I was and okay with it. it didn't feel that. like it. It right. didn't feel like it. Well, you go into the Royal Rumble and you know that – Two matches are going to take up at least two hours. Two hours, yeah. Two hours are going right there. So that's why they only had four other matches on the card. So, And yeah. then Reigns and Owens took 45 minutes or 38 minutes, whatever it was. Um, so it wasn't – yeah, it, it, it didn't feel like a chore to watch. And I've, I'm sounding like a broken record, but they're hitting it out of the park with all these pay-per-views the last eight months yeah. or so. Um and I like, and I think another reason that it didn't feel like a chore to watch is because all the other pay-per-views have been like two and a half hours. Right. So it it was like, okay, I can do it for this one because the rest of them aren't like this. Um, right. So it made it stand out even more and, and, and put a little bit of importance back into it being the Royal Rumble, whereas, it, you know, it does run longer than the others. Um, you know, I'm fine if they do that with WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam. Yeah, it's that mystique, you know. There's but you don't need, to be, but you don't need four out, but you don't need a four hour unforgiven. Absolutely, it just can't. It can't hold people's attention, man. Um, so yeah, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see where all the storylines go um, from here on out. 
Um, obviously, I think it's obvious that Damian Priest is on the main roster now. Rhea Ripley's on the main roster now. Right. Um, it's going to be fun to see what they do with those two guys, uh, two two athletes, two talents, um, because I think the sky's the limit for both of them if they're booked properly, which is always a big question when you have NXT call-ups is how they're going to portray them initially. Um, I don't think they need to touch either one of them, but no events. He'll probably change their gear and add some weird sound effects to the music and um, have them cutting weird promos that doesn't fit them. Hopefully I'm wrong on that because they deserve all this success um, because they're both super talented and they have the right. Yep. Um, so is there anything else that caught your eye? Uh, the, There's the, the, one the other thing that I, I just I want to make very brief mention of it just because it cracked me up. So as I mentioned, um, R-Truth lost the women's uh, the 24-7 title to Alicia Fox during the Women's Royal Rumble. Truth got it back in the backstage area from Alicia Fox. And they did a spot where R-Truth, um, where Peter Rosenberg, who is on the panel shows, did a um, thing where he told R-Truth that his childhood hero, John Cena, was in the building. <laughs> and it looked like, honest to God, um, he didn't know how to do a roll-up. So he low-blowed R-Truth and won the belt that way. Yeah, that's and, what it was. And, and, you could tell by how he tried to pin him that he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, and then R-Truth the next day ended up getting the title back while Peter Rosenberg was shooting a shot for Michael K on the Michael K show on Yes Network in New York. And I'll tell you, you, yeah, as much as, you know, if you want to crap on Peter Rosenberg getting it, we'll just, uh, the gobbledygooker held it. Um, you know, Rob Gronkowski held the 24-7 title. So them putting it on Rosenberg and then him getting it taken away from him while he's doing one of his radio shows in freaking New York City, how much publicity did they just get? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, because they actually like they retweeted that on the Michael K show Twitter feed and on Yes Network and all sorts of stuff. And Michael K was great in it. One, two, three, see ya. Our <laughs> yeah. truth is the new champ. Yeah. So this is good stuff. And uh also shout out to Peter Rosenberg. Um, I'm a loyal, avid listener to the Cheap Heat podcast. Um, really fun podcast. If any of you are looking for another wrestling podcast to listen to. Um, but yeah, I thought that was I thought that was pretty entertaining as well. Like I said, R-Truth could read the phone book and probably make me laugh. Um, he's also way too old to be as athletic as he is. Um, I think he's the same age as Triple H, or they're like a year or two apart. Right. <laughs> this man's running around the dang building and everything and like jumping up on the ape. Man, he's just a freak. Um, but he's so much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. Right. Right, he is. Our truth is awesome. I, I, seeing him in the SK quick kind of brought back memories of of some some fun memories. And then I'm like, I didn't really like K quick that much. But our truth's awesome. Our truth is awesome, man. And I think he's honestly the reason. He's the only reason that 24 seven belt is still around. Because if if they were to try to do that with anybody else, they would have put it, it on the shelf work. six months ago. Yeah, you could. It couldn't work. Um, but he's one of those, just like I mentioned with Billy Kay, like they're they're taking what they're being given. Um, and I think Truth, I think he knows his role in the company. I think it's pretty well established now what he is. 
um, within the company, just like Titus O'Neill knows what his role is. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and, and he's just taking it to the max and he just, he makes it work and he's so good. So entertaining. Um, even when he's on, like, uh, did you ever watch the R-Truth game show on the network? I never did. Dude, dude, you got to go back and watch it if you're I'm gonna just have to looking it. for something. It's so, it's, it's funny. It's funny. Like, it's, it's, it's very entertaining. Um, but yeah, anything he does, man. He was on the New Day podcast a couple months ago. I laughed the entire time because like Big E was getting so mad at him. Um, because Big E was trying to ask him like serious questions and then R Truth was answering like R Truth answers. And like you could tell he was just doing it to get on Big E's nerves. But like, yes, it great. It was great. Um, so yeah, R Truth, he's always going to be at the top of my list. Um, in terms of entertaining wrestlers and, and anytime he's on TV with the 24 seven stuff, I know a lot of people get annoyed by it and they're over it, but as long as he's involved, I'm entertained. Absolutely. Cause he is, he, he, he is one of the few people I've ever seen make Brock Lesnar laugh. Oh man. Dude, that promo when he did, uh, you're talking about last year when he announced for the Royal Rumble. And then he said, I know we'll throw you over the top rope, Paul, Paul Heyman. Heyman and, yeah. and Brock just, and Brock just lost it. <laughs> and then, and then, and then he was like, I'm not in the Royal Rumble. He is. And as soon as he said that, Arthur goes, Oh, I'm officially announcing myself out of the Royal yeah. Rumble. He's like the first one to like unannounce himself. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That was probably one of the funniest promos of the year last year. Um, yeah. Cause you could just tell Brock he couldn't, he couldn't control it. He was laughing the entire time. Yes. <laughs> Especially in uh, Truth was talking about Heyman. He's like, man, you just, I don't, nobody listens to you. You just talk and talk and talk and talking. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, anything else about the Rumble that we missed or, or that you want to bring up? You want to mention? You want to talk about? That was about it. I, the, the, Ro the Rosenberg R-Truth thing was the last thing I could remember. Yeah, I think I think we covered everything pretty well. Um, but yeah, once again, all in all, um, solid pay per view, top to bottom. If if, if Charlotte and Oscar are on your kickoff show, you got I, something. Going. Odds are you guys, yeah. Odds are you got something going, um, and and they did. They did a good job, um, and and they kicked off the road to WrestleMania um, in a nice way. Right. Right. All right. Well, if you don't have anything else, I don't think I have anything else. So I think we'll get these people on out of here. I hear you. It's a fun show. Love doing it. And guess, uh, and as always, Royal Rumble, such a fun weekend of, of wrestling every year. For sure. For sure. And in the meantime, uh, like I said earlier at the beginning of the episode, please give us a like and a follow on social media, on Facebook and Twitter. Um, stay up to date with all new episodes and all new content that we post on both platforms. Um, Absolutely. And don't be scared to check out our archives. Um, we got quite a few episodes up now um, and we greatly appreciate it. So with that being said, we will talk to y'all next time here on Turnbuckle Talk Podcast. Have a good one.